Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Yes, it is. The Unpack Podcast here from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at The Unpack Pod, on Instagram for some reasons now at The Unpack Pod. And uh, I'm Zach Rapport, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, at Zach Rapport on all of those things I just mentioned. And um, got Alex and Nick here, the usual crew. And now I, I, I take it you guys can hear the sound effects now because you're bobbing your head to the intro i like it <laughs> it's glorious yeah nice i missed it i so peek behind the curtain was it all last season you couldn't hear them at all yeah i don't know i i think i think we got to a point where we, we were just trooping it through and it it seemed more extensive and painstaking to try to explain to you because i i think we both realize how uh fixated you can become and didn't 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 want you to uh, obsess over something that didn't mean too much to the quality of the show. But hey, it is better now. Yeah. How how were the forty hours you spent fixing this? By the way, this past week, <laughs> um, it was more like two hours. But I did the night after we recorded uh, two weeks ago, and you guys finally broke it to me that you couldn't hear all the stupid BS from the soundboard. I did lie awake in, at night trying to fall asleep for like two hours like run like in my head like visualizing different cables going to different spaces and like where could where where could the problem be coming from so i i appreciate you looking out for me anyway let's make a podcast we are coming to you via the official glenn's not dead yet memorial uh zencaster account (laughs) i guess i don't know we're trying out some new technology again a lot of peaks behind the curtain these past couple weeks that curtain's getting on it's getting ruffled. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know, guys. 38 to 20, the final score. Uh, Jordan loves Packers come out on top. Um, maybe we just dispense with the usual pleasantries, even though you guys uh, traveled abroad and just get right into it. I don't know, unless you got some uh, some pre-show uh, pre-show banter. I don't know, Nick. You were in you were in London. Yeah, across the pond. I was uh, in Amsterdam for a while. And um, got to watch, and on the way back hit London, got to watch the game in a fine English pub. A special shout out to my new friends, Joe and Abby, who I met there. Um, I think Joe's originally from Fox Point or somewhere just north of Milwaukee. Um, They live in D.C. now. But man, uh, when the third quarter really started to unravel for the bears we were the most obnoxious people in that bar and <laughs> and it was incredible Become ungovernable were, were yeah. there bears fans there there was one sad bears fan oh <laughs> was he from chicago because one the, little cub yeah i i always wonder about this because uh you know we do the reverse when we start watching like english premier league which i've done a lot lately and then like there's probably bears fans in 
England who chose to be Bears fans, you know, who yeah. like signed up for this and could have chose anything. I just wonder if those people were there. I would have loved to now, see. No, it was it was a, it was kind of a funny eclectic mix of folks. Um, there were a lot of people. I got there as early as like I wanted to make sure I was stationed in front of a area where I could see red zone and um, have have my little Packers area, which ultimately almost didn't happen. I had to like last second switch around to get to the right screen, which I did. But there were some Steelers, a lot of Steelers fans in there, some Ravens fans. And then, yeah, one Bears fan who was cautiously cocky at the beginning of the game and then kind of retreated into his sadness. (laughs) Back into the den. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, I also watched uh, Surrounded by um, some British people, but it was on a flight. And I do need to give a special shout out to British Airways. I have never, ever experienced airplane internet that is so good. I was so mm. stressed about this. Nick Put that Boingo hotspot to shame. Because <laughs> I was, uh, I I nearly, I connected in London on the way home from our vacation. And I nearly like stayed an extra night to go meet Nick and watch the game in London because I was stressed, doubting that I would actually be able to stream it. I streamed it <laughs> flawlessly. It was like a, sec- a second peek behind, uh, I guess, a, the, the friendship or relationship curtain. Yeah. We, we're in a group chat with... Uh, me and Alex and our significant others, both living in Brooklyn, um, we we see each other a fair amount. Um, Alex side texts me and goes, um, "I think <laughs> I when he's when he's at his layover at Heathrow, I think I can make this happen at minimal monetary expense and maximum relationship expense." <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. It is true. Ultimately, I I took the flight home and I got to watch. The he game. made the he made the right decision, but man, it was tempting for both Paid. of us. What, do, uh, it was like twelve bucks for a flight pass of Wi Fi, and it was like kicking off when you're in like the dead zone when you're in no airspace. You know, when you're like not in close enough to Europe and you're like not close. And and it was literally like better than when I watch it at home. Like many times, my stream. Yeah. I was like, wow. Uh, so I was very pleased about that. Now, do I remember most of it? Um, <laughs> you know, I was in like Xanax a, coursing through your veins. I was in a flight anxiety <laughs> Xanax haze. Uh, and uh, yeah. there was all that. But um, what a time. What a great time I've been there. I also get uh, anxious on flights and I don't take Xanax anymore, but I used to. Um, I was in a band and we flew to uh, Puerto Rico from New York, which is I think it's like a six hour flight. I took Xanax. I fell asleep immediately. And just woke up in Puerto Rico and everyone was like, woke up on stage. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But no, I I had an aisle seat and I was wearing like a, wasn't a fedora, but some kind of like straw hat kind of thing. And apparently I was like leaning into the aisle, so passed out and they kept having to pick my hat up off the ground and put it back (laughs) on my head like 10 times over the course of this flight. (laughs) Nice. So I know the uh, Xanax doubt. I mean, that's a dream, man. I wish I could just (laughs) pass out, wake up at my destination. That's the closest thing to time travel that you could get, which uh, uh, I still not able to do. But this one, I didn't want to. I just wanted to take the edge off watching the Packers. Wherever you watch the Packers, there's whatever time it is, whatever altitude you're at. It's so great. Like that, I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but like the gratification from that, felt probably almost as good as if not just as good as when they kicked the crap out of the Vikings in the second to last regular season game of last year, because it's just like, there was still a sliver. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, just 
really like thoroughly demolishing a rival man that's so good especially when that rival has some form of hope like i know we have hope yeah and we always get destroyed but it's nice to do what it's always done to us to others totally <laughs> and on that note i think we should get into for the first time this year our notable nuggets hashtag note nugs tweet at us after every game with your bite-sized takeaways and um i mean you said it, Alex. Expectations for Chicago fans were high. They were high all off season. Pretty chirpy out there uh, on, on Twitter and elsewhere. Um, and by halfway through the second quarter, um, many of those fans <laughs> um, felt pretty done for the year. And uh, yeah, I mean, so my my notable nugget. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna read. Um, I saw Justice Mosqueda. Uh, APC's own Justice Mosqueda, corporate overlord. Uh, <laughs> he tweet he tweeted this out. A I think he found it on Reddit. I'm not actually sure where he found it, but a a poem written by a Bears fan following this game. So uh, so bear with me. It'll be a poetry heavy heavy podcast here. <laughs> <clears throat> no title, unknown author, sad Bears fan. I'm tired of not knowing if the team has a real quarterback. I'm tired of wondering why the game plan was so inexplicably awful. Is it because the OC is a dum-dum? Or is it because they don't trust the QB? I'm tired of asking. I'm tired of not having a real NFL offense. I'm tired of caring about defense while watching them get stuffed into a locker by another nothing special Green Bay offense. I'm tired of wasting my Sundays giving a shit about a team that quits before halftime, that has no pride, that has no fight. I'm tired of pretending being a charter franchise means anything. I'm tired of having a dumpy stadium with a patch of grass fit for a monster truck rally. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing the bears still suck because they still do. <laughs> I'm tired of Justice Mosqueda. I'm tired of Jair Alexander's stupid fucking face. I'm tired of living in the past. I'm tired of the Chicago Bears. Wow. Wow. Justice, catching strays. Yeah, geez. Of all the people. <laughs> I think he counts that as a career accomplishment, oh, yeah, honestly. Dude, that means you've made it. That's great. So I guess my notable nugget is that um, the Bears still suck. And, I, you know, it's if this is, you know, you'll hear this on Thursday, those listening. Maybe it's like the third or seventh Packers podcast that you're listening if you're really <laughs> binging this week. Um, so all the takes have been taken. Um, so it's not an original thought, but you know we learned some things, but I think not that much about this Packers team. But we definitely learned for sure that the Bears still suck. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what else can you add to that? <laughs> Wonderful poem. Dumb dumb. The coach is a dumb dumb. I uh we've been uh quickly a quick um a quick anecdote story way back in the day, um two thousand, I don't know, eight maybe. Um I was working at Pizza Shuttle in Milwaukee nice. and um like the answering the phones for deliveries on late night shift. And um <clears throat> every week or two, we would get a delivery order from uh, one of, I believe it was one of the McCaskey children. It was like the black sheep of the McCaskey family, um, the ownership group of the Bears, who um, lives in an apartment on Prospect Avenue, or did, 
in 2008, um, and he would order just like 13 bottles of Diet Coke. <laughs> and that's it <laughs> for delivery. What? Oh, my God. Dude. Um, and I don't know if he's a shut-in or I don't know what the story was, but 13 – they. The Chicago Bears are the 13 bottles of Diet Coke of the NFC North, or Diet oh, Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Zach, that's funny. Just real quick shout out Pizza Shuttle because <laughs> I, I, I know I'm a couple years younger than you, but you probably answered the phone for me a couple of times if oh, the timing definitely. worked out. I had a coupon from Pizza Shuttle memorized. I ordered it so yeah. often. Where you could get a small, like, personal pizza if you order a certain type of large pizza, and it came to, like, 12 U.S. dollars. It was insane how good My favorite part, was. I worked the, um, I worked, like, six to close, and, you know, they stayed open to, like, just after bar time to catch all the drunk people with no, nothing else left to eat in Milwaukee. Um, so we were flooded at, like, 2.15 in the morning with phone calls, and... Almost all of those calls were from people who were not going to be awake when the delivery came. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to remember ordering. You could yeah, just like left on the doorstep. You could almost smell their breath through the call. They couldn't. They, it was just like you, they were falling asleep on the couch as they were there. Uh, jalapeno poppers. And <laughs> maybe they were talking to someone off in the other room at the same time. You want a pizza? Oh, my God. Good times. Terrible job. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the Packers. <laughs> um, AP, I feel like you were queued up for something. Oh, I was just going to say how I witnessed a lot of those pizza shuttle calls, and I always thought it was so impressive when you would rattle off the coupon code by oh, yeah. my heart. Um, <laughs> and it was always nice to kind of tag along to that order in the two years <laughs> that I lived in Milwaukee, uh, considering how cheap it was. Um so I can corroborate everything he's saying, and I'm sure he was one of those falling asleep before it arrived as well. <laughs> We've all had our moments, you know. Um, all right. So what? Am I, I'm supposed to give a note, Nug, huh? Sure. Yeah. That's how that's how it works. That's what I was queuing you up for, but we can we can <laughs> stay on this pizza pizza shuttle track as long as you're giving like. lots of shout outs. I know. I know. Um, got airlines, pizza places. Uh, Note Nug. Um, I will give a shout out to um, our head coach. Again, takes have been taken. There's not that much to say. In the poem that you were reading, uh, I thought it was interesting that um, this unknown Bears poet Reference the Packers being a nothing special offense that was stuffing them in a locker or whatever he yeah. said. Um, I don't know that you can say that yet. Like, I'm not no. expecting them to be a great one. But again, like we've been saying all offseason. Uh, well, first, two things. All offseason, I've been saying like the Bears optimism and the Vikings optimism and everything is just based on Aaron Rodgers leaving the division. And I understand that for two games out of the year, that may make your life a little bit easier but it doesn't make you better. Like you can it doesn't still make suck. you better. Yeah. You can still suck. Like I, there's no rule that there has to be a good team in a division. We've seen some brutal divisions. Um, so I, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there, but my nug is really just that like, uh, Matt LaFleur has kind of always coached a 
very good in terms of like the rankings and most of the numbers you would look at to measure potency of offense. He's always coached a great offense in Green Bay. And that was with an underperforming slash, you know, not fully on board slash grumpy aging man, you know, like at quarterback. <laughs> um, so now instead with all these people with buy-in, like, I don't know that you can say that yet. Uh, nothing spe- like I'm not saying though they're going to be special, but uh, you know, if the Packers with Jordan Love finish as a top ten offense this year, would you be shocked? No, I mean, like the the people I, that like you know this the the other coaches that came from this same tree, they're doing great things with you know arguably less than what the yeah. Packers have, or they have yeah. been doing that at, at at least at the quarterback position. Like I think I could. I would say Jordan Love is better than any quarterback Shanahan has had in San Francisco. I think I, w- I would already say at the very least that his floor is lower. So my nug is that, uh, that I think that poet, while well, he said so many beautiful things, <laughs> I, would, I, I take, I take some, uh, one critique. Yeah. I, I would like to just critique that point and say, <laughs> it's a little too early for that, but everything else it's not too early for. You could, you could say your coach is a dumb dumb and your quarterback's not good. Yeah. 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 I don't know what else to add to that. Very impressed with um with Jordan Love. I think there's there's lots to work on, but like you were saying, like LaFleur and the the whole Shanahan kind of play calling tree, it's all it's efficiency and like building around the guys that you have. And I yeah. I don't want to get too out in front of our skis here because Again, we start off by saying the Bears still suck, so they're not a great measuring stick per se. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel if they can keep do keep improving, keep doing things like this, I feel optimistic about the future, and I feel like it will be a, like a competent and fun to watch season, and that feels good after one week yeah. after all that uncertainty. Well, it's also important to note that they weren't at full strength; they were missing arguably their most explosive offensive player. Ah, yep. maybe second. I don't know. Aaron Jones is pretty great still but um you know they they i think that the the, part of it was that the bears are really bad but i also think the packers are going to be better than they were in week one you know against better teams so that doesn't mean they're going to route them like they did the bears but i i think they can be competitive against decent defenses so i don't know optimism's there we're just working our way back up that mountain to just get pushed off the cliff like we always do (laughs) the pain scale lying in wait yep (laughs) We're we're in a we're we're fast approaching green territory on the pain scale. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. well, for so for me, the whole point of the pain scale is that unless you are winning the Super Bowl in that moment, you are like green, no pain. Everything else, the best possible is like mild, yeah, mild, a little yellowish. It is probably fair to do it that way. <laughs> we can't get out ahead of our skis, like you said. Um, but Hey buddy, you're going to take the offensive side of the ball. Let me focus on the defense because what a clinic the boys put on. And, um, I guess my nug is more of a question. Um, and it's Joe Barry. Let them play question mark. I don't know if it's just a defense really, really sticking it to a, Really miserable Bears offensive line, a shaky-looking Justin Fields, a wide-receiving core that they thought they had solved but did not. 
Um, but everybody looked to be in position like, man, dude, Lucas Van Ness chasing down Justin Fields. That was pretty sweet. How sweet was that? Carl Brooks sack, Devontae Wyatt sack, Gary on a pitch count, getting crazy pressure. Dude, Quay Walker. <laughs> that, was Quay Walker needs to, he needs to be a running back or some type of beastly tight end. Although, like, yeah, talk about boneheaded. Like, he wanted to prove to Darnell Wright that his head is made of very thick bone. Um, there's also a brain inside that got scrambled and he is in concussion protocol. Was that his fault? Is that, you thought like, did he lean in? I watched the replay. I think he sought contact there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was after, after bouncing off, I don't know who it was in the middle of the field. I mean, like, listen, I would have been that amped up too. My initial impression of the replay was that they both kind of sought contact, which is just like a tough guy football first week of the year kind of thing. Cause like, it's already a touchdown. I don't know if in week 15, like that guy is like squaring up at the goal line. Like, I'm just going to hit you for no reason, even though I know you're going to score. That's it seemed a little frivolous on, on both yeah. sides, but what a play. White rides about 330 pounds. So maybe, uh, you know, take it a little easy there, but Hey, this isn't, this isn't bashing Quay Walker because I thought he played incredible. The whole, the whole defense, other than I think Keyshawn Nixon got burned on that one, which, he did look just like he was on his heels and um, did not make the right read there. But otherwise, man, I forget. I, I think it was Rasul or one of the D-backs afterwards who said um, that they were able to play the way that they want to play, which was our big gripe and a lot of Packers fans' big gripe last season. Um, so, hey, if that's the case... There are some friggin' athletes on that side of the ball. Yeah. And that could be a lot of fun this year. Um, let's just keep letting them do their dang thing. But I have to keep coming back to the general theme of the pod so far is we don't have a good measuring stick yet. I don't think Atlanta's necessarily going to be a great measuring stick next year because they won last week in a pretty convincing fashion against a miserable Panthers team. So we just have to continue to temper expectations and expect some lumps along the way. But defense looked great. Um, that's what I have to say. I was mm. I was pretty stoked to watch to watch them dominate, especially after after halftime and yeah. make make the Bears look weak. I mean, now that you mention it, with Atlanta coming up, it's a pretty weak schedule supposedly. So it might just be that. They're like in the hunt for the division just by virtue of being a competent, efficient team with a with a weak schedule. So let's keep that in mind. But also, I'm happy to enjoy that for yeah. a couple of months, <laughs> given totally. given the circumstances. That's like all gravy in this transition time. Totally, yeah. I'll take this measuring stick for as long as we can have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Greg Olson. What? <laughs> <Pregnant> <laughs> <and> weird. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see. Let's look up. Uh, I'm trying to get a few a few uh, listener note nugs. Killer B22 tweeting in his note nug. Coach Matt forgot about the run again for half the game. That's mm. fair. Yeah. Fair. Killer B22. Um. Yeah. Uh. Aj. Um. 
Aaron Jones rather, uh, started out strong, then didn't see the ball for a long time. And then basically every time he was in the game, they scored touchdowns as far as I can recall. Um, but spent a lot of time not getting the ball. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to make of that. That seems to be a theme, uh, whether or not Matt says it in a mic in front of a microphone, I think it's kind of like a conservation thing. I don't know. I, I was w- curious this year if they were just going to like run him into the ground. Cause it's like, he's <laughs> almost 30 yeah. and like, what do they, what do you hope? Like in previous years, it's like, okay, we want to save him because we might be in the playoffs. And I don't know. Maybe they think, maybe they think there's a chance this year. Yeah. Why not? But, Who knows? And I think it was like always, you know, there was always the lingering question of whether or not that's a Matt LaFleur tendency or if Aaron Rodgers had something to do with that. Uh, not not necessarily like him changing plays, but like just like the fact that he's your quarterback. You you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we could feel that last year, like it, it, yeah. the past two years in the red zone, they would like almost throw more than they should instead of using Dylan or something. You know, they kind of try to force it. But yeah. maybe it is just a LaFleur tendency and it had nothing to do with having a Hall of Fame quarterback because I didn't feel like he coached that differently in terms of usage of Aaron Jones with love there. So that's no, but uh, certainly the play calls were different. There was a lot well, of yeah, motion. Yeah. 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 The motion was awesome. I think the first 10, 15 plays were all pre-snap motion and it looked, I don't know, like it, it, it reminds you, Alex, like you said of that, like Kyle Shanahan kind of like style, which of course it does. Um, but that's a fun way to run offense too. And if you have an explosive back like Aaron Jones, it's, uh, a bit of a conundrum. Why not use him more? But we watched him pull up with this hammy. I hope he's all right. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and all signs, well, out of his mouth pointed, it's going to be okay. But he was a DNP in practice today. Um, so hopefully he's there on Sunday because that offense desperately, the way that the offense is shaped right now, desperately needs Aaron Jones, even if it's only for 11 or 12 touches the game whatever it is like we yeah. can't afford not to have that yeah uh one more note nug and then we'll throw it to break uh chris tweeting in bears offensive line was abused i just wanted to highlight that uh really quickly uh bears offensive line is not good not awful not good um but i thought that the packers defensive line looked much improved much deeper able to get after it um, on a much more regular basis. And that was great to see, particularly against a running quarterback, um, get after it and stay disciplined and not really let fields run all over you. It was, it was great to see in week one. Yeah, that was fun that I, they look so athletic. They've just looked so, I'm not used to seeing that kind of speed. I, I don't know. I, I think Lucas Van Ness is going to be really sick. I just have this weird feeling. And for those who talk about him not starting in college and being a reach, like it's going to be a bit of a development. But if we get bursts like we saw um, on a couple of snaps, I think he could be in like, you know, that Bosa category. Maybe that's a little extreme, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, it looks like a position group that, they've spent a lot of draft capital on, which it is. And now it's actually yeah. starting to look like yeah. it, which is kind of cool. Uh, so 
I mean, yeah. I mean, these are all like top couple round picks. Wyatt, I thought looked pretty good. Uh, Wyatt looked awesome. Being MIA for parts of last season, you know. So there's yeah. there's reason for optimism around these guys that are still early in their out, careers. Out, outside of this second safety, which I'm amazed we've gotten this far into the podcast without talking about. Yeah, um, I mean, somebody's going to torch us at like what? There's going to be a game this year that's going to be like really ugly. I think <laughs> like um, yeah. you just kind of have to ride with that. Uh, yeah, and just let it be i hope yeah. it doesn't dissuade joe barry from continuing to be maybe aggressive <laughs> yeah maybe categorize him as such like i you know because um i i think that yeah i i, I hope he doesn't get in his own head going into a game against someone who has a little bit more capability throwing the ball than fields does we'll see yeah yeah we shall see indeed all right we're gonna take a quick uh break and when we get back we'll read some poetry because that's what we do on this show. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we are back, and for the first time this season, well, I was going to say, I'm going to read some poetry for the first time this season, but we started off with a poem. Yeah. Poetry heavy show, but I'm going to go first, step behind the beady curtain, essential oils, for some reason like seagull noises on this drop, I'm not sure. You're on, you're on the beach. It's, why that is. Yeah, I don't know. Are you in a spa? Are you on the beach? I don't know. I was in my bag making this one. All right. <laughs> Here we go. King of Door County. He's the artist formerly known as Quadzilla. Yeah. This team has a uh, A.J. Dillon problem. And the problem is AJ Dillon has become a not very good running back. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer, man. Like <laughs> it really, it 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 really is a bummer. It's yeah. begs the question when they're gonna elevate some of these other guys. I don't know if Patrick Taylor is the answer, but um you gotta give a couple guys some options because if you're gonna keep Aaron Jones on a pitch count. AJ Dillon is not it right now. Yeah. And I felt like last year started out really slow and we were asking the same questions and there were like one or two games where the sort of December running back effect happened and, and we were, we were happy to have him, but I feel like we're just right back to square one, 13 carries 
for 19 yards, um, an average of 1.5 yards per carry. That is bottom of the league replacement level running back um, territory. Uh, I saw this um, from our, our colleague John Meerdink over at the blog. Uh, A.J. Dillon rushes by direction, starting on the left edge, four for negative three yards um, off the left tackle, two for six yards um, in the, the middle right off the center, I think that means, um, two attempts for three yards off the right guard, one attempt for five yards, Ooh. and then the right edge, four attempts for eight yards. So, it, and and... And John raised an interesting question, though. Why are you running your 247-pound running back on the edge on 10 of his 13 carries? That is a little questionable yeah. to me, and that's something that I think we actually have noticed about Matt LaFleur early in seasons is, for some reason, well, I think it's it's part of what he thinks is is his offensive principles and philosophy of, of wanting to get like the outside zone running game going. But is AJ Dillon the player to do that? Just because you need to spell uh, Aaron Jones? I don't know, guys. Yeah, you don't really four need rushes to keep for negative people... three yards on the on the left edge. Yeah, you don't need to keep people <laughs> guessing with what the running back is going to do. With just if AJ Dillon is very very strong and good between the tackles, just use him there and in the red zone and. Um, I don't know. He caught a, like a couple garbage time, like screen like passes, which he looked is not he very nimble though? on. I yeah. mean, he is technically strong, but like his pad level is so crappy to to mm. little Mike McCarthyism. Oh boy, level. you're giving me uh, the the tingles here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like you know retread. If you've been listening to this feed all week, like reporting is eligible. I believe Matub was talking about this, but like his pad level is is so bad that he's getting stood up by players pound for pound that he has no right to be stood up against, and it's yeah. it's it's a Maybe problem, the, and it's a little embarrassing, frankly. So um, cumbersome. It's so, it's so cumbersome, <laughs> so large that he can't get any lower to the turf because there's just too much muscle between him and the ground. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basic yeah. physics. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't trust him between the tackles either. I would trust a shiftier Aaron Jones or I don't know, like Emmanuel Wilson has to, you have to consider giving him a look at some point, right? They didn't, they didn't keep him on the 53 for no reason. Yeah, I mean, or even Patrick Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, we'll see. I mean, later in the season, maybe that's like kind of been his thing, right? There's like a temperature threshold for him to become effective. Yeah, um, right. So yeah. it did happen last year, I, Zach. I think your point is important, or the whoever you said point. You must um, be this cold to ride the ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like don't don't play him. Don't play him out of position. Um, and outside of the tackles, that's he's not fast enough to do that in this league. But if if he can't run in between the tackles either, we got to start to think. And is it a is it his contract here? I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't see a world where the Packers retain AJ Dillon next year. No. Yeah, he gone. I think you're right. 
I think you're right. And they had eyes for other running backs, right? I mean, yep, that's right. Th- there's a reason for that. Uh, for the bargain basement price of Christian yeah. Watson, they could have had Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and probably like two first rounders or something crazy like uh, whatever. Is not a serious franchise right now, the Colts. Um, who's got poetry? Who wants to go next? I can go. Are we doing a haiku? I got the Shakespeare music here. I, everything is at my disposal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, and you know what? I did just get back from London, so Shake, uh, Sonic could have uh, could have played here, but I, I went with a haiku this time. All right. Well, we'll pull the beaded curtain. We'll save the... Uh, I don't know what that kind of music is called for later. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Renaissance Fair music, basically. That's right. Is it love to yearn and to pine for something more? I think love is now. <laughs> you know, Nick, that was beautiful. <laughs> you know, as of right now, Jordan Love leads the NFL in passer rating, so it's not inco- inconceivable to say he's the best quarterback in the NFL, right? Fit him for the jacket. Fit yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine if we go three for three on these QVs. Obviously, I'm not going to take that extreme step, but it was very fun to watch a pretty poised, athletic, like very comfortable looking quarterback make split decision, good decision passes, do some like little pump fakey stuff. Throw off his back foot, Rogers-esque, back shoulder, Romeo Dobbs. Looking off Rogers linebackers, up. like yeah, deceiving people with his eyes. Like, um, I feel like the love is real, and it's visceral, and it's coursing through my veins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Greg Olson. Oh, man. <laughs> it was just, I like, it, it, it didn't feel like there was this major weird drop off that you tend to see between after especially after like a legacy generational quarterback i guess you could do the peyton manning andrew luck thing but other than that it doesn't really happen that often other if you unless you want to go back years and years um like well i don't we don't we don't need to compare rogers and love but i mean we talked about a little earlier but you know this matt lafleur offense with love under center is is like the real Matt LaFleur. Like the offense is, is different. Yeah. It's just different. And you know what? And I, and I took note, I was, I was listening to a Jordan love presser before we got on here, like a Wednesday um, at the locker presser. And I, I think it was Cassidy Hubbard asked a question um, if he is confident or if he feels um capable to and i'm paraphrasing here but to call an audible at the line and he kind of like i don't know not didn't like question her but he just kind of he kind of like questioned himself and thought and said he's like yeah no there were really no there there was not an opportunity to call an audible um we have some canned plays that i can check to but yeah no audibles and I think Matt LaFleur is taking such a fucking win right there. Just yeah. <laughs> just like, like this is what my offense looked like 
and I don't need someone questioning what my strategy is. Like, not that Jordan loves like sycophantic to to um, to Lafleur or to what the scheme is, but he just like he's trusting in the process, and I think that is what really needed to happen for this thing to gel. Yeah. Looks well, if like, I needed to yeah. take us down a peg, I would say um, that there's there was no film yet on really on the <laughs> yeah a, a Jordan Love Matt Lafleur like game planned game, and so and and that's what the that's what the script looks like um, right against a against a terrible football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know we got to continue to measure expectations. It's just fun, but that's not what we're here for, right? I mean, we are, but we're not. Like, uh, let us fly <laughs> off the handle a little bit because there are there's gonna like week seven's gonna roll around and we're gonna get destroyed by I don't know. You you are quickly like taking the mantle of like your brand is like the mercurial. Uh, like, let me just fly off the handle, get emotionally invested, swing left, swing right. <laughs> I really, <laughs> kind of I yeah, like I feel like I that like used to be AP's lane. I don't yeah. know. You're kind of calm and collected. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I'm volatile. I'm just enjoying, man. I mean, how ridiculous is it that we, like, we deserve a quarterback who sucks. Like, we really do. <laughs> and we just can't get, we can't, we can't find a way to get that. Uh, what a great problem to have. How obnoxious. I, mean, I watched I watched Brett Hunley. Spe- yeah, true. Speaking <laughs> of sounding obnoxious, though, that thing that you just mentioned, I didn't watch it, but Jordan loves saying that. What is what do you think a defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears feels when he's oh. like, so basically every single rep, you loved the look at the line of scrimmage and because like we were just that poor. <laughs> like Every time he came to the line, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, this is this is exactly the look we want. Like, what the what the hell are the Bears doing? <laughs> I saw on Twitter a, a beat reporter in Chicago talking about being in in the facility after this game, like the day after this game. And just like the mood and just like what they detected from all the coaches faces was like they were just kind of in shock about how poorly it went and still processing. Like, how could it have all gone wrong? We really thought. <laughs> It was going to go better than that. Like uh, that almost like makes this game sound too important though. Like what were, what were they expecting? Yeah, It's week one. Yeah. It's a great question. Like you, you know, it's not like you're coming out with Tom Brady in his prime or Patrick Mahomes or something like that. Like it's like, it's not the reaction feels like it was supposed to be this massive mismatch. Like it never was. It, yeah. it really wasn't. Um, I think, you know, they, they really thought, that Fields was going to take a, a big step forward, and the season is young. He he could still, I guess, possibly, but realistically, at this point, I think we know who yeah. Justin Fields is. He's just crazy athletic, Zach Wilson. Yeah, that was the <laughs> biggest. I think that was really the biggest gut check. Is yeah. like, oh man, yes, he can get loose and outside the pocket and scramble for. 20 yards here and there but we whiffed on another franchise quarterback and that is just what we'll continue to do yeah until the end of time i still wonder not to like keep going on the bears but i still wonder what would have been if they had just replaced matt Nagy right away instead of just having a lame duck coach for the first year of a developmental players like development yeah it just it just seemed like it just seemed like as they were doing it, 
as a Packers fan, I was like, yes, definitely do that. That is absolutely the yeah. wrong thing to do. Just put him in someone else's offense that you don't care about. Who's not going to be here next year. He's going to get the crap beat out of him for his rookie season. And it's going to be all uphill from there. And I, I don't, I guess I revel in saying that as a, as a Packers fan, but when he came out, I remember thinking like, this guy has a shot to be good. And I think the bears, uh, organization is going to ruin him. I don't know <laughs> if that is actually what happened or if it's just, he's not that good. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't know. Like think about like, like Sam, like the Sam Darnold Renaissance, like is not in like the Darnaissance. Yeah. The Darnaissance. <laughs> but like if, if, if Darnold would not have been um, born into that jets NFL system and would have otherwise been in a, in a Kyle Shanahan or, you know, where he is now, or at least like, a you know, a legitimate or quasi legitimate operation. I mean, he was a, what second, third overall pick. Like he's got extreme talent and, and fields the same way. Like Lamar Jackson being drafted 32nd overall and going into that, that Raven system, like a proven sophisticated, good offensive system. Like, they're going to get the most. There's really something to be said about getting the most out of your players based on yeah. to your point, Zach. So I, I think the bear, <laughs> moreover, the bears are doomed. Bear down, baby. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you got a, you got a poem for us. I do. All right. Well, we're going to queue up the, the beady curtain here, which you can now hear. Thanks to my sleepless night, <laughs> moving cables around in my head. It was worth it. <laughs> Debach has some takes, many of which I don't like, but this time he's right. Turf? I mean... 9-11. We couldn't... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, football's back, baby. You're ruthless. <laughs> we couldn't make it through the whole show without talking about this, right? I mean, yeah, it's. I can't believe we got this far. I can't either. I want to applaud us for doing so. Um, 9-11? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. It's on all our minds. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I mean. Turf. Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, but he, uh, we're talking about Bakhtiari's, like, gripe and many other players. And, you know, I'm. it is pretty tiresome, like, to just continually have to read Roger Goodell quotes that just don't seem to have the players in his league's best interest in mind. Like there is no way you can say that they do not have the capability for this, not even to ever be an issue. Yeah. Like, well, and some of those quotes from Goodell are just, as far as I can tell lies or embellishments. The quote today, um, Albert Brewer tweeted out uh, from from Roger Goodell, quote, you have other players who like playing on the turf field because it's faster. So you've got mixed opinions. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Which is no, not true. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's no. not really true. I, I Yeah. Na- name me one player. Find me one quote. It's overwhelmingly. This is bad for us. Please yeah. make a change. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. It's just really disappointing to have to constantly come back to that and constantly, you know, wonder why there's not as much humanity from leadership in this sport as there are in others. 
like look at how fast people mobilize to make sure that some of the best soccer players in the world don't play on turf. Those who refuse to do it. Like, you know, it's, it's not hard. Like I'm not trying to, you know, diminish groundkeepers work. I, I don't keep a garden. I don't know what it's like, but I know when you're funded the way this mega beast is funded, there's no, there's essentially nothing you can't do. Like they yeah. could play on a spaceship if they wanted, like suspended in the air. They just like don't want to. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say I think Bakhtiari will say a lot of things that annoy me this year, but this one, um, I mean, he's right to speak out. And many others are, and it's just overall just disappointment. And that disappointment extends to Aaron Rodgers, and it's not. It is partly based in the first round pick. You know, this is this was Monday's big headline. Like, there's nothing new here, but like, you know. We watched this to be entertained. I made a point to like go out for that game. I was excited. You know, I was yeah. in like a crowded bar full of Jets fans loving it. And the four reps he took, like they were getting really annoyed with him hanging on to the ball too long. <laughs> I want to do this. Like, I yes. want to do this all year. I want yeah. to just be like, yep. I yep, mean, <laughs> welcome to it all year long. I wanted to care. I want to care when they play the Chiefs in week five. They have four more standalone games. Uh, and I don't think you can flex out of those. Uh, out of is, any of them is I mean, case enough yeah. for the league it's so for brutal Goodell to like take that and not like you're sacrificing now millions of viewers for those games because this jets offense is going to be putrid i, I, I mean it, i think i don't unless tom brady came back there's the aaron Rodgers is the storyline of the nfl this year they went on yes. hard not like the, aaron Rodgers, yes. the jet, like so if it if him possibly being impacted by the turf is not going to do anything in the way of like moving the needle there, then what possibly could like, literally there's nothing else that can happen. Like an entire, an entire team season ended like that. Like, and I know people are like, Oh, they're still a pretty good team. They could sign some like whatever. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Like we all cared. The jets had a spot in my heart now for a little, and it's all gone and I'm really bitter about it. But like, it was the storyline of the NFL this season going into it. Like, what's it going to take? It's, it's just insane, man. And I don't understand what, what the argument against it is. Like, it's just a playing surface. What is the, what, what, what's the. I think the, I mean, the argument is money because all of these uh, stadium owners, team owners want to maximize what they can do with the stadium. So they want concerts, they want events, they want something going on at the stadium every week of the year, sometimes multiple times a week. And you can't maintain grass that way, or it's just very expensive and harder to do it. And that's not me saying like, I get that. That's like, these guys are billionaires. They can do it. That's right. Alex, to your point, they could play on the moon. If yeah. they really wanted to Dude, imagine an air raid offense and zero gravity. Dude, hey, now we're talking. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's, it's on. It's unnerving and frustrating, but everybody tunes in every week. And that's Goodell's stance. Ultimately, like, yes, he's going to lose a lot of viewers for those Monday night games. But the the importance to the culture of the NFL is not really impacted mm-hmm. because it's just not it's america's most popular sport and money talks it's 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 crazy like i don't know enough about um european football to 
speak to what you said, but um, yeah, I mean, they don't, they, they value the owner over the player without question here. Yeah. It's just sad. And I, and I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I want the first round pick would be great. I don't know that the second round pick will be that low anyway. It's, you know, I, yeah, we're probably talking about maybe five to 10 picks difference. If the yeah. jets are really good this um, year, we get the first rounder, but so I mean, yeah, I, I'm sad for him, even though he's a jerk. I'm sad for a fan base that has done a lot of suffering. <laughs> like endure so much. Um, yeah. Wow. What a, what an unbelievable thing to happen. Like, yeah. Four plays in. It's just so sad. Like we, we are missing out on such good content all season. Yeah. That's the real problem. That, yes. The Give content machine. Content. That's the real problem. Oh man. Give me a break. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll be saying crazier things now that he's not even playing. Like, you know, is he still going to do media appearances? Uh, I mean, Salah said that he's, he's hopes that Rogers is still very involved because he, you know, his energy, his knowledge, his conspiracy theories, even like he literally said that I'm like, okay, so maybe we're bought into him still being like a headline every week. It's just going to be in some other form other than his, his play. So I tweeted this out and I was only 25% joking. They should let him call some plays, give him a headset. He and Hackett can team up. Someone take the red zone. Someone take another part of the field. I have to be honest. I also feel bad for all of like his guy. Like I feel bad for Randall Cobb. Like, nah, well, yeah. Na- na- now fine. Fine. Twilight well, of I his mean, career. Yeah. He's fine. I mean, I feel bad for Lazard, who's who's younger, and gonna get two targets a game from Zach Wilson scrambling out of the pocket. Oh if God, that. He was he was pretty it was pretty hard to watch. Pretty yeah. hard to watch Zach Wilson. So was Josh Allen, but uh I don't think that will continue. Anyway. No. Zach Zach Wilson, aka worse Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um all right, guys. Well, uh before we get out of here, why don't we step out on to degenerate corner? There we go. That's the chaos <laughs> that I like to hear. It, it, it's busy and chaotic out there there's people yelling slither into an alley hello guy down the block (laughs) (laughs) some guy handing you a cd that you don't want to pay for and then chasing you yeah (laughs) generic corner gambling problem tweet at uh justice mosqueda directly um (laughs) (laughs) at you mosque on twitter uh i don't know let's take some uh fun interesting bets alex what do you got I am riding the same bet, the only bet uh, that I uh, placed um, on the Packers uh, in week one, and that is a tease. I know it's not always great. I know it's kind of the easy way out, but I don't... A 40 and a half is the total on the game with the Falcons at present on DraftKings. Um, that is very hmm. low. I think I mm-hmm. would still go under, but I like to get a little six point cushion and then also build in uh the chance you know to still make a little money with heartbreak like the packers using by three so packers and under tees that would bring the packers line to plus five and the game total to 46 and a half that feels very safe i think the packers could win i think if they lose i think it could be a one score game and i think 46 and a half for 
you know, two teams that still have some question marks. A Packers team that their defense looks pretty decent. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Nick, what do you got? Um, so I'm looking at two props. And unfortunately, we don't have one of the two. Um, but I have a funny feeling Bijan Robinson's going to eat a little bit this week. Um, and I would take his over receptions, even if it's at like five and a half. Um, I don't know exactly. I think he had six last week. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of check down action and Bijan's going to have a little bit of a day. Not to say the Packers are going to get torn up by the Falcons, but Drake London had zero catches last week. So I don't really know where their offense comes from. Otherwise, um, Algier played all right, but. Um, it's it's a Bijan led backfield, so that would that would be my take on that side. Um, and loves touchdowns is at one and a half plus one forty for the Ooh, over. Tasty. So let's take a little sprinkle on that over. I like that. I can get on <laughs> yeah. that. That could be our co pick. I we could both be right or wrong on that. Uh, as far as I all right, but. As far as I know from people who are smarter than me, the Falcons defense is is not very good. They have one good corner, and other than that, the thing that they do differently than the the Bears play a very have like not very good players and play a very simple scheme, and the Falcons have not very good players, but they play a very complicated scheme. They're like constantly mixing it up. So as we've learned with like, you know, in the Dom Capers era, like that can go really well for you or it can go the opposite way. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Falcons defense look pretty good, but they played a rookie quarterback who looked so lost back there. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I do like the back. This isn't my official, lock but packers are minus one on the road they play on the road right yes. they definitely do. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um minus one on the road some disrespect to the falcons but i th- i feel like they were overvalued this year anyway i like the packers in this game well two and oh action baby what Ooh. do we think i like it i like it sitting atop the nfc north isn't it nice that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> can i ask one question before the polka plays oh yeah uh, did either of you watch Mike McCarthy's little thing about Jordy Nelson and Josh Sitton about the them being inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame? No, Man. no. Uh, did he cry? He. You've got a soft spot for Mike. I do. And uh, if you made who it this doesn't far come in the, on? If you made I'm glad you too. I just I'm this guy in particular. I mean, when Josh, or, <laughs> when Zach said pad level before, I was like, I heard it in his voice, and. Pad level. Uh, I, um, yeah, I recommend going and seeking that out on Twitter and he goes through most of it and it feels kind of like a, you know, this is like a pre-rehearsed written thing. And he does like out of nowhere, just get a little emotional and, um, he's a good man. I really like that man and yeah. I miss him. I don't want him uh, not in like a, please come back and coach us way. Cause our coach is great, but, uh, I highly recommend reviewing for Packers fans who want to get a little nostalgic, uh, about right. the, uh, peak McCarthy days which yeah. Josh Sitton was like a vibe king and Jordy Nelson was like a mega producer um so much it all country boy yeah. dude Josh Sitton was so good and that offensive line for so many years was just so solid we took that for granted at the time probably 
Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Those are the days. I mean, those were the days. They're still the days. They're yeah, still, that's true. I mean, still yeah. a good offensive Don't line. You remember? They've still got the depth. They've still got developmental players. They're doing great. The love is now. I mean, you could be the Bears. Hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We're gonna get out of here really quickly. Um, wanted to shout out. I, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, get at me and correct me. But I believe it's Dillian uh, leading the uh, unpack pod. Pick'em League after one week with 170 points. Um, also, quick shout out to Nick Bornheimer yeah. in third place. Yeah. Pick'em's hard. I'm hanging out in 19th place. So. He put up uh, <laughs> quite a number, I think, like 96 points or something I saw on Nick's part. Yeah, and and it, it came as a result of me panic picking uh, five minutes before the games all Best started way to on Sunday. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's a show. <laughs> Best way to gamble. All right, guys, I'm going to hit the polka. And uh, I don't know. Alex, you want to do an outro as a Mike McCarthy impression? <laughs> I did just drink a little bit of Coke Zero, so I am feeling a little burpy. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I really like what I saw on Sunday night. Uh, reminded me uh of the days with Aaron and I can't really do it. I, I got to hear. <laughs> my Dude, you didn't have stopped. I was feeling that it. Was, that was good. You just got to throw a burp in there. and <laughs> Yeah, you just got to swallow, swallow some air every so often. Hello. <sighs> like, uh, like he ran, like he was running to the presser, eating a sandwich and finished it just before he got there. Still yeah. got a little ham and cheese burp. You know, from what I see on film, <laughs> yeah, the, the pad level of AJ Dillon is, uh, you know, you got to improve, so. Uh, it's not ideal. That's that's something we'll be focusing on. <laughs> it's hard being a quadzilla sometimes. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. It's great. Thank you for indulging me. All right, guys. Keep it locked into the AcmePackingCompany.com podcast feed for all your Packers needs. Uh, and the website, if you read. Some people read. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Falcons up next. <laughs> for them, I mean, go back up. Shout out the readers. (laughs) Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply.